You are listening to Engaging and Exciting Conversation on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Get ready. Now. Welcome, everybody, listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T Mac. And I'm Cookie Monster. And we have a celebrity in the building, y'all. Celebrity. <laughs> Why are you blushing? Uh, we've got a, guys, we've got a, a light skin. <laughs> <laughs> you're not good. Wow, I'm you're not, not, you're not okay, good. Yeah, I won't before. take it there. I won't take it there. I won't take it there. But yeah, this yellow bone thing that you guys going on here is very colorful. <laughs> you guys are dangerous. We told people mm-hmm. stay away from Be yellow bone guys. <laughs> Anyway, love what's up. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's good to see you. It's good to be yeah. seen. <laughs> to be back home as well. Yeah, it's good to have you back home. It's lovely. I'm just not going to stay for long. But yeah, yeah. I'm not going to stay for long. But yeah, um, maybe for the benefit of those who may not know who Bla is, do you want to... No, maybe. You, 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 or he can... Well, no, of course. I, I know Bla on so many different levels. But... I, I don't think we want to be talking about that today because I don't want to be exposing him. But I'm joking. No, we're not going to do that. No, Bla, Bla is a really, really good friend, friend of ours. Um, and he is uh, a personal friend of mine. I've known Bla since we were how old? Since we were like 13. Yeah. 13, 14. Yeah, yeah since we were very, very young. Yeah. And now we are grown men. You know, but Bla, amazing guy, uh, silly guy at the same time. But Bla does some really amazing um, work out in South Africa. So, Bla, maybe tell us a bit about who you are, what you do, for the benefit of our listeners. Wow. Um, that is quite interesting. But I think just to put it in short, I'm like the music encyclopedia. So, basically develop artists and, you know, um, take them to a level that they've never been to before and make sure that they monetize. So, I've been doing that for the past eight years, I guess. But now we're more into like developing brands, so turning artists into brands. Ooh. That's what we do, or that's what I do. Ah, so you monetize. Yeah, I'm not even gonna drop any names because we could be here for the next hour. You wait, you wait. You <laughs> okay, just drop one. One what? One name? Uh-huh. Ah, there are too many. I, my basically my foundation is from celebration music, which was known as hear the music back in the day. Right. So from Pastor Bonnie and the Celebration Church right down to Jenna Manuel. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, some, some South African artists. Yeah, as well, we won't get into with. that, but yeah. Anyway, no, awesome. And then, of course, you know, Bla, Bla is a Christian. Uh, we were in youth group together. He's somebody who's committed to God, serves God, still serving God, which I think is actually a, very, a, a, a whole topic of discussion by itself because um, often when people get into, into the kind of space that you're in, um, I've noticed that people tend to start compromising yeah. their faith, their convictions and all of that all of that stuff why do you think that is it's exposure you're exposed to a world that you've never been in before and once you get that level of exposure you know it really questions if your character is solid so for many times it's not even that your character is not solid but you actually get to then get tempted it's one thing exactly it's one thing to to always be hearing about temptation it's another thing when you're now in the wilderness Right. You know, so many times when we then get into the wilderness, many of us are not prepared. I've also been a victim of it, you know. So, yeah, I think that's that's normally what ha- what happens, to put it in a nutshell. Um, you get to a bigger world, and once you're in that world, you begin to realize that there are things that you thought you had an idea about, mm-hmm. but there's, there's, it's, it's, it's nothing compared to where you're coming from. 
Yeah, I can imagine it would be quite hectic, both being in South Africa, where I think we can't really compare the music industry yet to there, mm. um, and being in the music industry. So, but you still go to church? Yeah, there I'm, I'm very well. much involved in the church. I'm still involved with... Um, with the youth group in the church oh, i think awesome. yeah i think being part of a youth group and coming from a youth group like i've always been passionate about young people mm-hmm. so it's also kind of like helped me because when you're around a community it's a lot easier to be accountable yeah yeah so cookie today what are we talking about exactly so today what we want to just quickly dive into is the whole music industry there's a lot of talk about you know the music industry the whole music industry or the christian music industry what i think now it's like become one thing to be very honest with you yes they're not they're not as separate as they used to be back in the day the only difference with the christian music industry is that you get to perform to a certain number of people every sunday You've got a guaranteed audience. (laughs) (laughs) How can that be the only difference? You've just said said a lot. Um, So I actually wasn't done with explaining, but but it's it's fine. No, I I want us to talk about the music industry in general, Mm -hmm. but uh, the Christian music, music industry in particular, because I find that there's a lot of conversation that's happening around, um, number one, can we really have, we've spoken about this, can we really have Christian celebrities? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, is a Christian artist just like any other artist, but that's with different content? Or is a Christian artist supposed to actually really be a disciple of Christ who's producing music that's supposed to have an, a didactic approach to it, a bench it, or a... Uh, an evangelistic yeah. mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're wanting people to actually be drawn to the kingdom yeah. right so I think it's those things that those lines can become blurred where Christian artists can just become Christian versions of celebrities or yeah, yeah, you yeah. see what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. so I think something around something along those lines is, is what, what we're going to be discussing but of course you know it's a conversation so it can take on um, different forms but I, but I, I I've personally had conversations with many people uh, and here's what I've seen really quickly. I've seen that the people who are on the other extreme who are saying, you know what, we should all go back to hymns mm-hmm. and the old traditional music mm-hmm. because that was pure. more, you know, that was pure, yeah. that was more representative of what the Bible says and people were actually wanting to live for Christ. Mm-hmm. All of this new contemporary stuff is just messed up. It's been infiltrated. So there's people who, who subscribe to that. Yeah. Then you, you get people who are like, hey, you know what? Music has to move with the culture. Exactly. It's got to be relevant because yeah. music is in some ways an expression of what's happening in the culture, in the society where people are at. So, but then also our culture right now is just a bit of a mess. So, yeah. so I think those are some of the ex- extremes that we've seen. So in your experience as mm-hmm. somebody who's in the industry, um, how would you make the distinction between, I guess, what we call Christian contemporary music? Mm-hmm. Is there a distinction between Christian contemporary music and like faith-based music, yeah, to put it lightly, whatever, yeah, that. Yeah, I think to answer your question first, right? The one thing that we need to look at, especially the whole topic of Christian ce- celebrities, is the aspect of celebrating someone's art form. Right? A lot of people are celebrated, or a lot of people become uh, celebrities based on their actual art form and skill. 
mm-hmm. right? That's what people enjoy. So if you're a great actor, we enjoy you when you get a different role and you perform in that role. That's yeah. what we enjoy about you, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's the aspect of the faith. What do you actually believe in? What message are you portraying, right? And yes, that line has become very blurred now because you see that with the way even music has evolved itself, right? There are many people that need to be accommodated to. So in this case, um, you know, personally, yes, there is the commercialized aspect of music, which is now your Christian contemporary music. But that is something that didn't start now. It started way back. It's just now evolved to a place where a lot more people are beginning to question why it's like that. But at the end of the day, what does the music actually do to the consumer? When you listen to music, when you're doing the dishes, when you're driving, when you're praying, you know, there's music you listen to when you're meditating or I guess when you're praying or doing your devotions. And then there's music that you listen to when you're on your way to work that lifts up your spirit. Mm. You get it? And that's now where they've been trying to kind of like divide the lines so that they can accommodate everyone without bluntly saying... This is God's music that is meant for us to worship him. So we are here as vessels to worship. (laughs) You understand what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very thin line. It's a very, very thin line. But yes, music has, a lot of Christian music has become very commercialized. And we still have the faith based music. It's now just about the individual listening to it at the end of the day. As you're talking, I just I just a question popped into my head to say that should should a Christian who's gifted in their craft and everything should they asp- it's tricky because should they aspire to um, win the awards and be on the big stages and reach those levels because it will reach more people. But at the same time, we're looking at them like, but why do you need the validation from the world? Like, why do you need an award? Like, we know you're dope. Even if you're only selling 5,000 CDs, mm-hmm. no, not CDs, downloads, whatever, to just your Christian people, why do you need to, like, shape shift over time so that you can appeal to more people so that you can win the awards and be on those big stages? Like, because people always say, no, I want to win the Grammy so that more people can hear the gospel and I'm like listening to the argument like yeah I don't really think that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah but you see for me personally I think coming back to the art form that if you're a great musician you're a great writer you're a a great keyboard player you want to compete right from a personal uh, from a personal level so this thing of now being divided because you're representing God God is excellence So why can't we also be at the forefront of those competitions? Because we're coming with something that is also exceptional. So I think it's now just the fashion in in which it's been displayed that kind of like makes it a bit more tricky because there's no difference between a Kirk Franklin and Amigos when it comes to the number of hours they put it into a studio to make a hit record. So why should now Kirk Franklin be humble and looked at as no, because his music is for God. So let's put him in this box. No, we need to also show the world that because I come from a place where my belief has got me here, I also deserve to be on those platforms. Hmm. (laughs) This is, I I hear you, but this is a bit of a, in my mind, I'm just, I guess the the wheels are kind of turning. Mm. I'm thinking this is a bit of a tricky one. 
in the sense that I totally hear what you're saying from an artistic point of view. Yes. Right? That if you're an artist and you, you know what it's like to put in the work, to put mm -hmm. in the hours, to develop your craft, to refine all these things. So, of course, because you've got a certain level of art, you want it to be received yes. at a certain level. Mm -hmm. However, the difference is that when Migos, since you use Migos as an example, when Migos do their thing, mm -hmm. does their thing or whatever, they, they, they've got a certain goal in mind, mm -hmm. right? They, they are the art, they are the artist, they mm -hmm. are the star. People have to be blown away by Migos. Yes. Auntie. However, when Kirk Franklin or Janet Manoa or whoever does, um, produces a song or does an album, the audience, yes, you, you do want to have art that's, that, that's performed at a certain level. But the difference is that the goal is different. I get you, right? Is, is, is that, should, I, it, should that not be the case? I don't think, yeah, I don't think so because I think now going back to the foundation of music, right? Music was created to worship, mm -hmm. right? So what you're worshiping is now up to you. You understand? But at the same time, it's being pulled from somewhere. So the same way guys are making music under some substances or whatever, I'm making music from the Holy Spirit. More loves. Exactly. The music is coming from, 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 a, from a place, whether it's genuine or it's not genuine, it's being pulled out from somewhere, mm -hmm. right? So where it's being pulled out of, right, is another discussion altogether. But because it's the same process that applies on either sides. Yeah, somewhat. But then the applause that we're aiming for now it seems as though it's now the applause and the recognition from man in order to validate our hard work and our drive towards excellence and stuff like but shouldn't you just be content with knowing that i've done my best as unto the lord even if it's just to my church on sunday but that's fine. yeah but i don't want to be an amazing musician and i'm broke <laughs> right <laughs> no right and the, and, and, the, and, and the reason I'll say that is because at the end of the day we still live in this we're not people of this world mm -hmm. but we're still a part of it mm -hmm. so we can't segment ourselves from it like how do we now integrate ourselves into this society and still have the foundation that this is our core right and it, it's, it's kind of like saying um, I'm a doctor and you're a doctor, mm. but I believe in God and you don't, mm -hmm. right? But because I believe in God and my work is coming from, from, from the Holy Spirit or it's being pulled from the Holy Spirit, I can't drive a C-class. The work that we're both doing allows us to both be able to afford these things, okay. right? But now because I'm representing God, I'm supposed to drive a Honda Fit, Ah, what are you saying about Honda? No, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Why are people always throwing shade? No, I'm not. <laughs> but you see, and, and, and it's now about obviously like nice the to drive a Honda Fit, bro. That's and we all start somewhere. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we all start somewhere. But the most the most important thing is that yes, there are materialistic things that all of us at some point are going to attain whether it means something to you or it doesn't mm. but in this context just to bring it back um to the actual subject matter my argument is that yes i could be working um 
I could be working with Christian artists or I could be working with circular artists, mm-hmm. right? But at the end of the day, I'm still providing the same service, mm-hmm. right? And in that service that I'm provided, there should be some sort of reward. Not just from my own personal experience to say, okay, I did this work for so-and-so and I feel good about myself. No, I also want my accolades to speak of how excellent I am in my work. So... I love the fact that we now have Christian music that is represented at a, at a stage or a platform like the Grammys or the BET Awards, right? As its own genre, that has got people also competing in that genre. The level of the awards are now the same. So it's not like we just have our Dove Awards mm-hmm. at the end of the day that are just strictly for Christians. But the world is also getting to be exposed to the level of excellence that we have. Okay. And then I always believe that they can then decide whether they like the music or they don't, they don't like the music. But if I'm representing God, let me represent him to my fullest. Even if it means I'm going to come to these awards dressed as best as I can. Someone, some kid is going to look at that and be like, you know what? This guy is so dope at what he does. I aspire to, to be that. Then once they start understanding and following me on Instagram, they're like, actually... This guy is a Christian, and this is his lifestyle. Now I've already started preaching without me having to say anything. Mm. But awesome. I think the issue some Christians have is that, say you're watching a show like the Grammys, you can watch the whole show, and there's no real distinction between the... I was about to say gospel, but it seems like y'all don't like using that word. But <clears throat> there's no distinction between when the Christian artist is on the stage and the... Amigos. Come after us. It's as if like it all looks the same, all sounds It now just looks like same. it's one yeah, paintbrush. Like, yeah, it just doesn't stand out like how we're supposed to be lights in the darkness. It just looks like Okay, so can I ask you guys a question? Similar. Right. Especially like with the with the world that we're living in right now. What music moves you the most and why? Chris Breezy. I'm joking. Um, Zimdanzo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know you love Zimdanzo. <laughs> uh, what, what means... Okay, personally. Yeah, personally. So personally, I listen to... Uh, I've got a very eclectic palette when it comes to music. I listen to a lot of different artists and different um, types of music. But I generally lean towards worship music. Mm-hmm. So I love William McDowell. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Travis Green. I love and then just some some other some some other people in that space. Do Jones, I think Do Jones is amazing. Yeah. She's just like like I, I would marry her. Um, no, wow. she's that would also. I'm gonna DM her. Yeah, no, she's no, she's really dope. I, she's got an amazing voice. I love. I've always loved Israel. Then I love some South African artists as well, but just mostly gospel stuff. Then yeah. of course you know uh, because I'm a drummer. Well, I haven't played drums in a long time, but I'm, I'm I listen to other types of music as well mm-hmm. that just inspires me um i won't mention like all these other i love you know this is jazz band that I love. but anyway, that's not important the point is that i listen to different types of music mm-hmm. uh, i love some local artists as well i love janet temba the, the, those guys are amazing i think they're, they're really onto something um, i love celebration choir yeah. my people um and and a whole host of other artists but the reason why i listen to music is for different reasons yes, like i said definitely. I, I love boys to men maybe i'm just old school like that uh because some of it is for entertainment some of it is for inspiration mm-hmm. some of it is for ideas actually just to get ideas on how we can how can i uh, how can I improve on certain aspects of my music musicianship 
then some is just like strictly for worship. I love William McDowell yeah. because every almost every time I listen to William McDowell, his songs just yeah, man, they just get me there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, so the the many reasons why I listen to the to the people that I listen to. I hope so the, yeah, so yeah. the reason I'd asked you that question, right, is because and I, and I love the way that you've answered it because from the artists that you've mentioned, you can also see how music has evolved over time. So the Israel Horton we're listening to in 2008 compared to the Israel Horton we're listening to now, right? Coming back to artists like Doe Jones, right? You can see the progression of music. <laughs> Right. And in that progression of music, you don't have to now think twice yeah. about, oh, do I want to listen to this in this setting or this or in that setting or whatever. You now actually get to curate your own playlist. But the one thing I will mention about all those artists that you mentioned is that they're all available on a platform like Instagram. Right. So as much as the music is something you consume in your spare time, right? Uh, music has also become like an Instagram post because okay so there's so much more music that's available compared to back in the day Mm -hmm. back in the day music used to be programmed so we listen to radio we listen to TV or we listen to music programs on Mm -hmm. TV Mm -hmm. what was playing on Mm Coca-Cola on the beat beat. (laughs) right for those 30 minutes was the music that was programmed for those 30 minutes uh-huh. and it will take you into your week mm-hmm. what you listen to Ezum Guido on a Thursday is what was programmed what was programmed on Salmodi on a Sunday at wow, 8 p.m. Salmody. right is what you then take into the week mm-hmm. whereas now you have the option of choosing what you enjoy mm-hmm. so the competition level has risen mm-hmm. okay. you get it mm-hmm. so we don't have the luxury anymore of expecting people to find us and we now need to use other means of branding in order to then take them back to the music and that's where now platforms like instagram twitter TikTok, facebook and all these um places are now being used as the billboards to okay. advertise the art form so because these platforms have been set up in such a way that there's a certain aesthetic and a certain taste that's curated around it it's also important that we keep up and not keeping up because we want the validation of the man but also kind of like show that hey listen this is what is this is what our music is about but in terms of our lifestyle this is where we kind of like differ and when you then listen to the music this is how you can now curate what part is going to play in your life out of interest Tima, what do you listen to? I'm just, I'm That's just a really good, curious. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm a bit like stuck in a time warp or something with the music I listen to. Um, I don't listen to a lot of music aside from what's playing on radio. radio so you're on, still in that traditional... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, on a specific station, which I will not name. Mention. Because... I fear judgment. And then... Um, Radio 2. <laughs> 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 the only one you can catch on Z. Okay, anyway. But anyway, yeah. Um, apart from that, worship music, um, old and new. So when I say old, I'm thinking Donnie McClurkin, Marvin okay. Sapp, those kinds of people. Shirley sees that like that's old. good music though. Um, Jekyll and Carr, yeah, like those kind of things really speak to me. 
Um, uh, yeah, so mainly if I'm not listening to radio, it's just worship music okay. and jazz. So can I ask you and another and question? And 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 so can I ask you another <laughs> question, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So what? How do you discover music? Radio. Like, what's your process? So it's just radio. What they play on the radio is what you consume. Pretty much, unless someone literally sends me a song and says, "Listen to this song." Okay, that's good. At least we still have people who <laughs> are consuming radio, and mm-hmm. you know they enjoying the way it's still programmed. <laughs> yeah. Why do I? I'm not feel saying that. Like no, it's so not a jab. It's not a jab. But I'm just saying it's it's also refreshing, right? For for me to hear that mm-hmm. because at least I understand that there are also people who just enjoy listening to that style of music and are also still discovering music in that manner. Yeah. You know, and they they. I mean, they I'll really hear something and it. then I'll shazam it and then maybe yeah. explore further and see what else does that artist. Then you get into the do. rabbit hole. Yeah. All right. No, thank you for that, Bla. And I think it definitely sheds some important light because one of the most important things that's happened in our world or just, yeah, in, in the culture we're living in now is obviously because of technology, because of all these things, the way we consume music. media has changed, the way we consume music has changed. And you just really got me thinking there when you used that example of Ana Ezomgido and how we used to listen to Ana Coke on the beat. Excuse me, and, and you'd, li- you'd literally wait and anticipate. Mm, Salmodi. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but now you've got everything at the click of a button. Mm-hmm. And it's all there. And there's, there's heaps and heaps of this stuff there that you, you've got access to. So, so then the question is, because <clears throat> I, f- I think that often as Christians, we're caught, we're, we're caught up in this confusing um, dichotomy, almost, where it's like... On one end, we want to be separate from yes. the world, right? But on another end, we need to utilize the platforms and mm-hmm. uh, all these different tools that have been created by the world. Yes. So you can't say, I, I mean, if as Christians we had our own YouTube or our own Apple Music or whatever, mm-hmm. it would be different. Maybe they are there that are specifically dedicated to, to Christian music, but I'm pretty sure they're not that that popular. So we, we have to have our music on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. We have to have it on Spotify. We have to have it on YouTube Music. We have to have it on Tidal. Even though we always have all these things to say about Jay-Z, who owns Tidal, by mm-hmm. the way. So so I think that that's the, the difficulty of it all, that how do we... How do we exist? And of course, you're in the industry. How do we exist in this reality where we want to be separate from the world? The Bible says we shouldn't be friends with mm-hmm. the world. But at the same time, we want to use the tools and the platforms that are there mm-hmm. that we know for sure are not, <laughs> are not Christian platforms. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you see, for me, like I always take it back to the word. Like, you know, the word is our foundation. At the end of the day. So even just the example of Jesus being here and using the tools that he had. You know, when Jesus fed the 5,000, right? The kid who had the lunchbox was part of that 5,000, counted. Right. Men, excluding Uh women and children. Uh Right? So it's not like there was a Christian person on the side who was given this, who were given the loaves and the fish. To feed the people and you realize that you know the more you get into the world wherever jesus went he used what was there when the boats hmm. were breaking it's not like they were christian boats that were dedicated to just christians he used the boats that were available so 
we need to be now a bit more conscious about the tools that are there and see how we can use them for the good. One of the things I enjoy about TikTok um, the most is that, you know, I, 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 I follow a lot of like preachers on, on TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. And the concept of, st of, of sitting in a service, listening to a pastor preach for 45 minutes, you know, in this world where there's very little attention span has become redundant. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't still go to church or whatever, but the more you consume that, you know, it's not up to you to then say, actually, I heard this scripture. Let me go and watch and find it out for myself. Let me go and study it for myself. But those little nuggets are also helping someone and edifying someone at the end of the day. So, how best can we now use these platforms? And you realize that even some of these platforms are created by Christians. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just that that information may not be available out there. But we're definitely part of the guys who are creating these things. Okay. It's just now about um, how we're engaging um, these platforms and also what message are we bringing to these platforms? Because there's no use being on, 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 on Twitter and you never share your testimony. I believe Twitter is a great place <clears throat> yeah. to share your testimony because you actually then to you actually then get to tell your story about how God is doing things in your life on a daily basis, mm -hmm. or just even some of the things that you've realized about God that you have found in Scripture. Someone is going to scroll down your timeline. Someone is going to see it, and you don't know how that's going to change their life. Instead yeah. of me now waiting to be in a setting where I'm going to meet two, three hundred people and I want to preach to them while I'm standing in First Street. It mm. doesn't work anymore. We need to adjust with the times. So in adjusting with the times, us as the Christian body need to also discuss these things. As youth group, okay, what are you using your TikTok platform for? Right. On Instagram, what are you using your Instagram platform for? Are we also now just there showing bums just yeah. because that's what the world is doing? No, let's actually now discuss how these because these platforms are not going anywhere anytime soon yeah they're part of our daily lives just the way back in the day you would wake up you would know that at seven o'clock the milkman is going to leave your carton of milk by the gate and then by the time you drive out of the house the first traffic light you're going to get to you're going to get a newspaper when you arrive at the office you're going to open the newspaper and read now you literally wake up the first thing you do is look at your phone that's your newspaper so what information are you consuming yeah <laughs> you know so I think as we wrap up, blah, um, what I want to know from you um, is just based on your experience, based on what you've observed, because I think the concern that many people have um, is that Christian art or the music industry is also responsible for a lot of music is a very powerful it's thing. It's very. It's got. It's the, a spiritual thing. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I was trying to avoid saying that, but yeah. So because it's got that, it can shape people's mindsets, it can, yes. shape, it can shape culture, it can shape behavior. There's mm -hmm. so many different um, things that music can do to influence people. What are... Okay. Grammy, the Grammys just... Yeah. Were just done. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Mm -hmm. And I'm just... You know, I noticed some stuff that I was like, yo, this is crazy, man. Um, I saw that Sam Smith performance yeah where he's wearing yeah horns and i'm just like yo man my guy like okay you know he's not my guy but i'm <laughs> there's just some freaky stuff that people mm -hmm. do whether it's because they just want to have a bit of shock value or because that's actually um giving us some some sort of a 
an idea of what they, they believe in, whatever the case may be. So I think because of, of that, what are some, some of the things that, um, if somebody's out there, they're aspiring to be a Christian musician, I know people have aspirations of being superstars mm -hmm. and wanting to be well-known. What advice would you give to somebody, specifically somebody who's a Christian, mm -hmm. um, who's wanting to get on that journey, or maybe somebody who already is an artist, a Christian artist, mm -hmm. um, what are some things, what, what's some advice that you'd give them, just some, some things that they should look out for, some, you know, especially with your knowledge of the music industry and some of the things that you've, you've seen and experienced? I think the most important thing for me is identity, right? Once you are able to understand who you are as a person, what you believe at your core, right? And you work on turning that into a creative product, right? Um, when you spend time developing your actual craft, it will always get to the right ears. I believe that's, that's, that's always the first step. Because if you want to get into this thing with the mindset of, I just want to become a superstar, you end up doing whatever it takes to become a superstar. And that's kind of like the, the rabbit hole that people follow into. Because we also need to understand that at the end of the day, the most important thing, or the thing that I've been noticing, noticing the most, right? And like you mentioned the example of like Sam Smith. Um, attention has now become one of the most valuable currencies. Mm -hmm. So the more you have people's attention, right? The more you kind of like have their ears. So it's really now about what can you do to get people's attention, then mm -hmm. drive them to your music. But because it's such a big rabbit hole, it seems like people are now concentrating and paying a lot more attention to the gimmicks right. side of the music industry just to make sure that they've got people's attention. And that's now where people are now getting lost. Because it's like everyone keeps talking about the stance, right? And no one is actually going back to the music. So it becomes kind of like a very blurred line because everyone remembers that aspect of the performance or whatever was seen mm -hmm. but do people actually know what the song was right you know so my my advice at the end of the day is stick to your art form find your identity and once you found your identity and you perfect your craft the right people are going to come around you are going to be able to guide you give you direction Right. So in the event that you're now exposed to this new world, your foundation has already been set. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest challenges is that people are now going from zero to 100 as far as stardom mm -hmm. in a very short space of time. That's why you'll see that we're not producing as many stars as we were back in the day. So you've got a lot of people who are just coming and going because at that time they've got people's attention. So if you want to stay in this thing for a very, very long time, you need to understand that the most important thing is the music. It always goes down to the music. And the right. more and, 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 and the more you make great music, you know, the longer you're gonna last. And the examples we can sit down and look at right now. Because even as music evolves, you know, one of the projects I love the most is the Maverick Music and Kirk Franklin project. I've been listening to Kirk Franklin since I was like six, seven. Mm -hmm. You know, but now I mean Do my, you want a revolution? You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. he's also managed to to evolve, evolve with the times and reinvent himself because the base of what he does, the base of his foundation, the base of his identity is the music. So that's, that's um, I guess that's the advice I can give. Thank you. Thank you for that, Bla.
Thank you for that. And um, and I'll also say that I think it's important just on the aspect of identity. It's important for us to remember that our identity is in Christ. And in a world that is constantly trying to shape us, that is constantly trying to tell us all sorts of things about who we are, about our sexuality, about, you know, there's just reams and reams of information that are coming from everywhere. We, we have to stay rooted. And I, and I would also say that not everyone is supposed to be an artist. I think it's important for us to know that, you know, not everyone actually has what it takes uh, from a talent point of view, from a, um, what do you call it? Just, yeah, from, from, from a talent point of view, from a, from the point of view, of, from, from a character point of view. Uh, yeah. For some of us, the moment we have that level of attention is going to destroy us. That's correct. You know what I'm saying? And I, I was just talking to Bla earlier about how, you know, we started this journey when we were very young and we started serving God. And it's just amazing to see that we've both stayed true. Uh, lots of pitfalls yes, along the way. Yes, definitely have been you know, some rocky... Including, including Keith, our producer, yeah. Mr. Mr. Kent, who actually used to be in a rap group with Blah called Heaven's Language, if I can mention that. Maybe you can talk to them separately about that. They've got some, <laughs> some dope tracks. But, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing that these, these gents have stayed the course. They, they continue to, to serve God, uh, both in the media space, actually, and um, and I think those are the things we should all aspire to, to to stay true to the faith, stay true to what we believe in. And then when God opens the doors, we can be shining lights and examples for him out there. Anyway, definitely. that's that's all from us today. T-Mac had to step out um, and go somewhere with her lovely husband. So she, she needed to dash out. But um, so I'm going to do the outro today. So if you thought T-Mac was going to do it, she's not doing it. I'm doing it. But yeah, anyway, no, seriously though, guys, it's been amazing. Always great to to be on the show, to have guests on the show. Blah, thank you so much for being here Thank today. you so much for having me, man. Like, I'm such a fan of this podcast. Like, every time I listen to this podcast, I think I always, like, yeah. send you comments on the side um, about some of the issues that you guys are covering. So actually being here as a guest today... And, you know, you guys have really done amazing with this. And like you said, not all of us are meant to be superstars. Some of us have just got different ways in which we can still spread the word. So to you, Keith and Tantan, or T-Mag, yeah, as man. you guys yeah, call man. her, uh, I think I also just wanted to kind of like give you your flowers with creating this platform because as Christians as well, you know, um, we you, you've given us a platform to have the difficult conversations um and being able to tackle such topics you know on a platform like this has really kind of like helped so all of this work that you're doing is really not in vain thank there you. are people out there who really enjoy this show and i'm one of them so awesome. thank you so much for having thank me. you Pla. that's encouraging thank you so much and thank you to all of our listeners definitely accepting those flowers speaking of flowers it's valentine's day <laughs> well on the 14th but it's valentine's month so flowers send those flowers where they need to go to Anyway, it's been amazing. This is Radiant Culture. We love you. We're out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.